You like movies? You like TV? How about some video games? Get your ass to squabblebox.co.uk. Hell yeah. Whether it's cinema classics, gaming grades, or TV gems, they got you covered. They do video and podcasts too. Podcasts? What's a podcast? Listen to Squabblecast with editor Dave James and a revolving door of guests for geeky retrospectives, stuck in the long box with Luca and Xavier for some comic book worship, Jedi fun time with our old friend Johnny and the boys interviewing some Star Wars folk, or even Beam Me Up Scotty in which the titular Scotty joins Dave for a semi-regular dose of Star Trek love. And even the latest geeky news with our very own, it came from across the pond. Don't forget that one. I heard that one's Good. Views, news, videos, and podcasts at squabblebox.co.uk. Entertainment under attack. Wow. Becoming fearless isn't the point. That's impossible. It's learning how to control your fear and how to be free from it. That's a quote I found when I typed the word free running into Pinterest. But in many ways, I think it could be describing today's podcast. So welcome to episode four, I think, of the six in 15 podcast where I, Dylan Spicer, uh, look at six different things of a thing in a 15-minute time period. When I originally started this podcast, I thought the fun of it was going to be uh, trying to analyse those things in such a short amount of time. But then I realised, actually, freeform... Freeform? Shortform? Yes, shortform. See, nothing's edited in this podcast. Shortform lists are very popular things on uh, YouTube. And a lot of people would do a top 10 in five minutes. If anything, 15 minutes is quite a lot of time. So... I think by this stage, we're just trying to see how the format fits within itself, which, uh, dwell on that perhaps, uh, if there's one of these Ben Wheatley films that you haven't seen. So, today we are going to look at the top six Ben Wheatley scenes uh, in his film. He's only done about seven films, I think, so not including shorts, so it would be a little unfair to do a top six, uh, but I'm a big fan of all of them. I think he's one of the most exciting uh, British directors working today, uh, and there's a really strange feel to a lot of his films. He adds a lot of a dreamlike quality to them, uh, whilst often underpinning with a dark sense of humour, very engaging, uh, but also very art house at the same time. He's a very brave director. So, uh, if you haven't seen any of his films, hopefully there won't be too many spoilers, but there might be a few. And if you have seen his films, I hope these bring you back to the glory times. So, with 13 minutes to go, God, that is loads of time. I actually think I'm going to have too much time this week, so we'll see. Uh, We will begin. So, uh, at number six, uh, we have the Doctor's scene. Uh, in Kill List. Now, uh, this is a rather quiet scene, which you might even have uh, forgotten, uh, when the protagonist goes to the doctors after he's cut his hand, uh, and the wound's gone really manky by this point, so it really does deserve uh, medical attention. 
But the Doctor doesn't seem to be fussed by the situation at all. Um, and in fact, seems to be in on the whole strange cult uh, that has engulfed this man's life. Um, and I really like this scene because it's kind of thrown away. It feels less like a normal trip to the Doctor. And yet it's so disturbing. Uh, if you were to go to the Doctor and he was to react in this way, that would be a terrible thing for you to happen. It would feel as if the whole of society has broken down. And yet that's what uh, our protagonist is faced with. So it's a very interesting little scene. There's really good acting by someone who's in it for, what, one minute maybe? He really acts like a GP, which I know doesn't really sound like a lot, but I think if you watch the film, you'll know what I mean. Uh, and just goes to show how, even if you're making, what, a 30-second scene, it must be one minute maximum, you can always be building uh, dread, you can always be building the themes of uh, whatever film you're making all the way through. Look at that, we are smashing it. I'm going to have a nice uh, little drink. stuff. Now... On to number five, which I believe is Free Fire. Um, perhaps, yeah, probably his first uh, forte into Hollywood. Certainly a very uh, international cast uh, with lots of American actors as well. Um, for those of you that haven't seen it, it's essentially one long gun battle uh, in a warehouse. And apparently Ben Wheatley was very influenced by things like Command and Conquer and things like that. Um, and I, yeah, I really liked it. It's a very interesting little film, obviously a bit more within the Hollywood system, but certainly well worth a watch. Um, and the scene I picked, I picked was he does a lot of character building, a lot of building tension in, say, the first maybe 30 minutes. And it all comes to a head uh, when somebody gets shot. And it suddenly goes into a slow motion, perhaps the first more um, avant-garde bits of uh, a filmmaking in the film so far, though, considering we, you know, with all the Zack Snyder slow, slow downs, see, it's not called a slow down, is it? Speed downs. What's it called? Slow motion. Slow motion, yes. Uh, considering all the Zack Snyder slow motions that we've seen this day, perhaps it's not that avant-garde a technique, but what's really good about it is it really sums up the moment that, let's face it, if you've gone to see this film, you know a gun battle is coming, that this is the moment when you know things have gone too far, when things have gone from an friendly possibly business-like arguments uh to total chaos so lovely little interesting moment again just shows how even when ben wheatley has gone on to do these more mainstream films uh there has been uh they still more interesting things inside okay so we're going to move on now to high rise so ben wheatley's adaption of jg ballard's novel high rise we've got 10 minutes 10 minutes oh man we've got so much time anyway on to high rise which I know um, a lot of people uh, didn't like, but for me it was the perfect interpretation of J.G. Ballard's book. I remember in the first bit, ironically this isn't the scene that we're going to be talking about, but when you first have that opening shot of Tom Hilderson on the balcony roasting a dog, it was as if the page had come to life. Uh, but the scene I really liked was uh, the swimming pool scene, um, which is when basically uh, people from the lower levels, because the blocks all kind of dealt in the levels, uh, run up to the top, uh, start chanting swimming pool and throw themselves into it. And it just shows, again, all those kind of underlying scenes of the film and what can be, although it's very interesting, but perhaps maybe a slightly placid book, like a lot of Ballard's work, uh, Ben Wheatley injects a lot of energy into that uh, into that role. So, um, in my opinion, if you didn't like the film, it might be worth going back, reading the book first, uh, and then watching it again. And perhaps you'll see by what, seeing what Ballard was trying to do, uh, you'll see what Ben Wheatley was trying to do. Halfway through, 8 minutes 52, I guess. Mathematically, it's just about right. Again, I'm still making lots of time, so I am exactly fine. So if you're wondering how uh, this exciting podcast is going, exactly, in fact, slightly over, fine. 
Okay, so back to kill list. Uh, and I'm going to go for the minister scene, um, which is uh, if the doctor scene is the subtle side of the movie. Uh, this shows the film at absolutely full whack. Uh, this really is one of the most uh, gruesome scenes I think I've ever seen in any movie. Um, and I often wonder about, like, you know, if you were filming it, what must it have been like to watch that? I'd love to see um, a behind-the-scenes one of this, because I believe basically it's a guy being hit over the head and in the kneecaps and in the fingers with a hammer. It really does look realistic. I mean, obviously it's rubber and prosthetics and things like that obviously no one is even close to being hurt but you really uh, it really is horrific uh, it shows what the main character is capable of especially when he thinks there's been um, wrongdoings done and yeah it's just a horrific scene uh, I just I do remember in the cinema obviously there's some kind of dark kind of humour earlier and a lot of people may be slightly laughing at that but when it got to the scene it was absolute silence across the cinema and it really is one of the most horrific things I've seen on the big screen but in terms of impact you're not going to do much better than Kill List no pun intended there gosh that came out darker than I expected seven and a half minutes oh man how did I do I remember when I did the um, the David Lynch one it really felt like it was stretched for time like I was going there for about 30 seconds to go perhaps I, I have kind of perfected this too much already I don't know um, hey well we'll see how it goes anyway um, I will carry on to gosh oh, excuse my language but we're we going downwards we started at 6 didn't we see again at least you see exciting um, behind the scenes as we edit as we edit as we record see ironically by saying the word edit when it shouldn't have been an edit I can't edit that out um, and so it has to be record that's interesting, isn't it? Okay, so on to number two, I'm going to say. So if we started from six, it's two. If we start from one, it's five. Two. Sightseers. Uh, now, Sightseers is probably the only film I ever really felt jealous of, in the sense that I really wish I had made this film. Um, I think the balance between humour and violence is absolutely perfect. Uh, it's very funny to get all the stuff with the local museums and things like that. Some of the cutaways are really good. Again, they're not the scenes that I'm talking about, so please disregard that comment. And um, there is obviously the running over of the car scene earlier, which again I'm not talking about, but you gotta start to get a sense of what the character's capable of. Much like Kill List, in some ways it's like Carry On Kill List. Oh, wonder if everyone's ever used that before. Carry On Kill List, that's how I describe it in the best way possible. Um, but... I think one of the best things about Wheatley is he really is an ambitious director. Uh, he always tries to like uh, add a lot of interesting directorial touches to make, which could be, to be honest, quite a flat, silly comedy, so much more than that. Um, and I think the scene that best sums that up is the Seasons of the Witch scene, uh, which is a montage of him killing someone with a rock, his wife of the person he's killing stepping on a piece of china, and a weird uh, group of people who are staying in a yurt nearby their tent, uh, going into a bit of a magic ritual. And again, it kind of pops out of nowhere in terms of the film. You probably could have cut it entirely, to be honest, and it wouldn't have actually made much difference from a narrative sense. But what is so good, as I say about Ben Willie, is he's always pushing the boundary. Um, even if perhaps you don't like his film overall, I don't think you can deny they have a fantastic production value to them. Really interesting things going on, great performances. Uh, and that's why I feel he has risen so quickly in the ranks of British cinema. So with five minutes to go, a third of the podcast... Mathematically, I don't even understand how this has worked out. We are going to end with a field in England. I probably should have talked a bit about the films, really. Do you know what I mean? I think maybe that's why it hasn't worked today, because the scene in itself is so small. Ironically, a lot of these scenes... Well, you probably watch all of them. 
You could probably just sit and watch them in 15 minutes. If I'd just done a list, you could have just gone, yep, yeah, watch that, watch that, watch that. And I go, at the end, and they were good, weren't they? And that would have been it. And you would have gone, yeah. I guess they were pretty good. Thanks, I didn't. I go, it's my absolute pleasure. Do you want to listen to a podcast about it? Not really, because we've just seen the scenes. So I don't need to listen to a podcast where you essentially describe the scenes. Because I've just watched the scenes, and I know you might say they're good scenes, but I've already seen the scenes. Um, so I know for myself whether I think they're good scenes, especially if I'm a Ben Wheatley fan. Um, I've probably already seen them already. In fact, if I'm tuning into a podcast about Ben Wheatley scenes, I definitely will have seen those scenes. Unless it's down terrace. Yeah, that's a great, it's a good point, because, you know, not many people have seen that film. Um, yeah, admittedly, there's not one from down terrace on the list. Um, but you've got a point there. I can't deny that's a good point. But if you if you haven't got those scenes to hand, and I haven't done that, and you have enjoyed this podcast, thank you very much. So, number one, A Field in England. Uh, and we are going for the tent shot. So, Field of England uh, is a black and white film set in the English Civil War. Uh, although this isn't quite true, it's essentially all shot in a field, hence the title. Um, and again, a bit of a mixture of cast of uh, comedians and, oh, I don't want to say serious actors, because that's not true at all. Uh, comedians and uh, actresses don't usually deal in comedy, but um, it uh, has, I suppose, a darker feel to it. Um, and there's a scene which I'm going to describe as the tent shot, uh, where Reese Shearsmith, after possibly being possessed by something, walks out of a tent. And this is an incredibly slow motion scene with really weird and disturbing music. And it really, really creeps me out to this day. Even if think if you just watched it out of context, not knowing anything about this film, it would get under your skin pretty, pretty soon. And again, you've got to think this is a super low budget film, black and white, but shot on digital, just in the field with a couple of actors. And to build something with that much emotional impact really shows what an incredible um, director Ben Wheatley is. He's always looking to push on to the next thing and find something interesting and innovative in all of his films. So, um, two minutes 20 to go. Uh, next time, uh, we are going to go for Stephen King books, uh, which will be very exciting. Um, I do recommend, if you haven't seen Ben Whitney's films, do check them out. He's a fantastic director. And he also directed some Doctor Who as well. Um, I mean, I was going to say who hasn't directed Doctor Who, but quite a lot of people, actually. Um, so that's not neither a joke nor an observation. But yes, Stephen King books. Next time, I'm going to do my uh, top six Stephen King books. Uh, he really is one of my favourite authors. So that should be good. And I to make it, because obviously he is a horror director, I'm going to add a spooky twist to next next week's. Who knows? And it depends on when we release them, really. We don't really have an official schedule for these. It's kind of just to do it as we go along. Um, so whenever my next one comes along, I will carry on with Stephen King, top six books. Uh, it's going to be very exciting, and especially with the spooky twist that is involved. So 1 minute 20, I guess... In the early days of rock, you probably could have fitted a rock song into this period, weren't they? A lot of them uh, were very short indeed. Um, I'd say Ben Wheatley probably influenced more by 70s filmmaking, I think. Definitely influenced by a lot of um, action directors and stuff, which is interesting. Obviously, um, Scorsese is a big influence there, and you can really see that in his work too. But nothing much really on the front of um, those kind of 50s songs which you could have fit into this time, although we're now only down to 50 seconds. But I feel like I've done pretty smoothly today. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. Obviously, don't forget to... Um, I say like, comment and subscribe, but you might well be listening to this on a podcast or um, on SoundCloud 
whatever medium you choose to get for Scobblebox stuff, this may not work. But either way, 30 seconds, man. It's only, 30 seconds feels longer than the whole podcast today. It's just been a cruise. I think because I planned this one for quite a long time, and um, I really like Ben Wheatley, so you can kind of just go, bam, straight into it. Uh, but I hope you enjoyed the uh, free fall. No, not free fall. Free running quote. Free running quote at the start. To be honest, I don't think it necessarily is a free running quote. I think it's something that might inspire someone who was doing free running. Um, but, you know, you Google quickly before the start of something. That's what you're going to get. All right. Have a lovely time. Hey, were you feeling that? I don't know, man. All they do is talk. Yeah, but it's cheap. I mean, like, free. Besides, we could become, like, the new Chris Hardwick. Who the hell is Chris Hardwick? Don't get your ass to Mars. Get your ass to squabblebox.co.uk. News, reviews, videos, and podcasts that cover movies, video games, TV, and comic books. Squabblebox.co.uk, baby. Entertainment under attack.